the best podcast on the planet. All right, remember back when we were uh, kids, right? There was always this game, which would you rather? Anybody remember that? Mm -hmm. Remember playing that game? I'm not that old. Like, would you rather? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I didn't remember that. (laughs) You do remember this. I know. Really, right out of the gate, you're going to be a problem. Right out of the gate, you're going to be a problem. Would you rather slide down a slide of razor blades or or suck snot out of somebody's nose? Yeah, see, okay, we don't. What? Oh. We don't well, have you to had be that to, When you're a kid, you're, that's what you did. Right, mm. but that's exactly right. Okay, so I made a note here, and the topic of our conversation is going to be kind of that game, but with a little bit more mature stance to it. And knowing us, I use the term mature. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, are you loosely. sure? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Don't All right, know. so here we go. Here's, here's your choice, right? Which would you rather have as a trusted confidant? Somebody that you know is going to be uh, somebody you go to and you trust to give you advice. You've got mm-hmm. a problem. You got something on your heart. You go to this person and you're looking for a reasonable response, right? So, mm-hmm. which of these two individuals would you rather have? Individual number one, someone who is completely brutally honest with you, mm-hmm. who tells you exactly what's on their heart what's on their mind and doesn't pull a punch. They mm-hmm. don't <clears throat> sugarcoat. They don't, they don't sugarcoat. Thank you. Very good. They don't sugarcoat it. They don't worry about whether or not it's going to hurt your feelings. They don't try and uh, choose phrasing that might be easy to hear and palatable to your sensibilities. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. they're a blunt instrument, but you know exactly what they're thinking. All the time. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know. You know. There's no manipulation. You know. Or, or, person number two, this individual will tell you exactly what you want to hear at the time you want to hear it, mm-hmm. will even possibly say things to you that they don't genuinely mean just in order to influence you or to coerce you um you know what i'm saying they're Mm -hmm. not you're never really sure that what they just said do you really mean it or are you you flinging a big old pile of bs at me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay but it's palatable it it makes you feel good and you think well that's a really nice person okay Mm -hmm. those are your choices person a or person b which would you rather have I mean, obviously, person A, but I think a lot of us, deep down, even though we would admit it, would rather have person B. Um, Mm. I have a person A in my life, and she's awesome, but sometimes, Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, I can't talk to her right now because I know what she's going to (laughs) say. And I'm like, I just, I don't feel like calling out my crap right now, so can I just, I just, hmm, I'm going to wait because I know what she's going to say, you know, so... just being brutally honest here like we're talking about right, right. Um, I think yeah the obvious answer is person A because we actually grow from that person but if we're brutally honest with ourselves I think a lot of us would prefer to have person B because it's just nicer on the soul mm-hmm. so okay but so it's right. tough right. love versus you know alright Dale oh. yeah A probably A but just really because, 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just because right. somebody okay. tells you that doesn't mean you're going to listen to them, though. You know what I mean? Like you can get their take on it, but it doesn't mean you're. You know, you might not like what they have to say, but you'd have to weigh out whether you want to take their advice or not, even though it might be brutally okay. honest and everything. You know. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a good point. That's a very, very good point. Just because they tell you something that's brutally honest and uh, possibly offensive. Mm-hmm. Okay doesn't mean you have to believe it doesn't mean you have to take it to heart but will you let's say this is somebody that's really close to you is a a really good friend like i said a confidant Mm -hmm. and what they just said to you is is crushing are you able to set aside set down your feelings set down your offensiveness or offense what am I trying to say? You're, you're being offended. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> yeah. very much. Yeah. Are you are you capable to set down your defenses? Thank you. And hear what that individual says, or are you going to go off and go, well, 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 no, what I just heard, I don't like it, and now go on the offensive against them. Maybe, maybe unfriend them. Maybe quit talking to them. Maybe write them off and never see them again. How, how are you going to react to that? Well, I remember one time I was having a some kind of I forgot what kind of problem. Probably probably a girlfriend problem, and I talked to you a little bit about no. it. And you call me a loser. So how am I going to come that back from like that? that? I mean, there's that sounds like something you would say. Yeah, I mean, no, it there's no. I would not call you a loser. There's no defending face. or coming back from that. I mean, I did not call you a loser. Nowhere to climb but up from the bottom of the floor. You know. <laughs> Wow. Hang on a second. I got to get a validation. I'm kidding, dude. I'm kidding. Okay. I, I know you have one time in the past, you've you've had just one Everybody issue has. with relationships. But you've been married so long, you forgot. No, no, no. Right, Holly? Uh, Sure. <laughs> By the way, for those of you uh, tuning in, Holly just had, what was it, your Three-year, no, five-year anniversary. Uh, try eight. Uh, uh, more, dude. Are you serious? Eight, eight years? Eight. Mm. Well, I'm yeah, like, that makes yeah. sense because mm. you got married before I left Florida, mm. and I've been gone from Florida for eight years. No, okay. Sorry. That's right. Your daughter just turned three. She's four. She's about to turn four. Okay. I don't know who you are at all. <laughs> I, you know, you're just some person that I invited. Hey, you want to do a podcast? <laughs> I, we don't I, know her anymore. Sam. I'm going to pretend not. like I know you. How did you grow up? Okay. Time, time, time is rough. You know, when you do morning Mm -hmm. radio, time doesn't, time gets away from you. Mm -hmm. Eight years? Eight. Okay. Does your body hurt yet? I want to know if your body hurts. Yes. I've had a child. uh, We had that little fitness challenge one time uh, for the radio show. She was laughing at Seth and I because we were hurting like crazy. You know what? Listen, I know we're trying to be serious, but that brings up a really interesting thing. When we did that challenge, that workout challenge, I injured my shoulder. I injured the shoulder, yeah, pressing, and it popped. My shoulder popped, and it hurt for the longest time. Taking off my shirt earlier this evening, I pulled it off. My shoulder popped. It's the same stinking injury that comes back every once in a while. It's like, dead gummit. Yeah. But you can see how I kept the workout up and just, I'm just ripped now. Yeah, me too. Uh, sure, no. uh, I know. I, I, I honestly think since the last time we talked, I honestly think I shaved the beard, but I think I gained 
five pounds just in that time, just in that <laughs> little time frame between then and there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, All right, let's, you're t- uh, anyway, I'm just saying I hurt. I'm getting older. I'm in my 30s. Right. It happens. I, we went swimming for the first time the other day, and I nice. forgot how much of a toll that takes on your entire body. And I was like, what, what is this? I didn't even feel it. <laughs> later, I felt it. I didn't do anything. Didn't yeah. Anyway. All right. So let me give you an example. Um, I, had, I had an example. Uh, uh, two friends were brutally honest with me. Um, one friend, when I went through a divorce, um, I, I was uh, kind of getting, you know, I was recovering mentally, emotionally from the divorce and, and began dating. And uh, he was asking me uh, how it was going, how was the relationship going? And I was honest with him. I told him. And he flat he says, you're just being selfish. <laughs> like, wow. What? No, I'm, I'm trying to be happy. He goes, yeah, you, 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 mm-hmm. you're trying to be happy. You're not really taking into consideration the, the emotions, the feelings. You're not caring about anybody that's around you. You just want to feel better. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you jerk. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, but the problem of it was, is he was, he was right. Mm-hmm. And after a while, it's like, Okay, it's it's sunk in. Yeah. Well, and right. sometimes you don't realize it in the moment, and that's one of the things too. Is those brutally honest friends? They may tell you, and you go, "No, I'm not accepting that," and you're rude. Right. You know, like that sounds dumb. And right. then, like a week or two later, things start sinking in, and you start seeing it, and it's like, oh darn. Yeah. Okay. So, when was the last time you had somebody legitimately tell you something that really, really bothered you? But after a while, you knew they were right. And you don't have to bring up the specific issue. You don't have to say, oh, well, they told me about this that was in my, you know. But just describe it. And, 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 and I want to talk about that because this is the dynamic we're facing right now is that in, in, in politics, in racial issues, in economics, and all of these things, even when it comes down to just having dinner together as a family, there can be the attempt of helping the other person by being honest, but they don't hear what you just said. They hear something totally different and they take it not the way you intended it. Mm -hmm. And, and that's something I think that um, if we work at understanding the other person Mm -hmm. and working at trying to a phrase it, so that they hear it better. And then when we hear something that isn't palatable, we chew on it a little bit, set down our defenses, set down that automatic, yeah, well, to you, pal, <laughs> put that aside and actually go, oh, hang on. Maybe you're yeah, right. Yeah, let me chew on that. And they might so, be wrong. There's always that, you know, some people are manipulative and you think that they're really great. I've met those people too. And then you're like, hold on, like, I'm going to listen to you. But after I chew on it, I have decided yeah. I'm going to spit that out because you're not right. You know, or, or. Well, see, that's person number two yeah. I was talking about. They, they tell you what you want to hear, but they're manipulative. Yeah. They're, they're, they're being dishonest. Yeah. I mean, it's it, genuinely, it's dishonest. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's a process of uh, learning and listening to what those people are saying. And, uh, you know, for me, honestly, the biggest thing that has helped me in those situations is active listening. And I know that sounds like such like a basic thing and they teach you in school or whatever, but it's such an important thing because I can't tell you how many times I've had those conversations where I'm talking to someone and they say it and I just... I literally, I don't get what you're saying. And so I'm like, hold on, can you clarify that? Because I'm hearing A, B, and C. 
And they go, no, that's not what I meant. I meant D, E, and F. And I'm like, oh, exactly. okay. And then let me re- reiterate what I heard to you just so I'm making sure I'm hearing you right because oh, – So you call that active listening? I've heard that described as mirroring. Same thing. You tell yeah. me. You tell me, and then I, I just repeat it back to you yeah. to see if you under if I if I've heard you. That might correctly. be the correct term. I don't know. I, who, I don't, know. Who, I don't I, care about what's okay. correct. I just want to make sure we're thinking of the same sure, thing. Sure. Yeah. So, so Dale, what's a what's a time where that's actually happened? Uh, I've been it was since you asked us to do that. I've been trying to think of an instance. Um, see, Dale's think, perfect. He never yeah, gets any yeah. bad advice. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of a particular instance like that. Though. Well, I mean, think about work. I, I have tons, probably. Loser. <laughs> yeah. so, wow. See? Wow, I just had a flashback. PTSD, PTSD from, from this, man. Oh. What about you, Holly? Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing is maybe work or something. Because, I mean, workplaces, they try to do that kind of thing where they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's usually not directed – I can't think of an instance where it was just me, but maybe it was like a team and it's like, hey, here's where we failed at this. Let's make it better. And so I'm such like a fixer and I'm just a – everything is very logistical and, you know, I don't know. I just like getting things fixed. So I'm – I try to keep the emotion out of it and go, okay, how can I fix that next time? Okay, next time I'm going to do this. Next Mm -hmm. time I'm going to do that. And so – And you're um, anti-confrontational. Oh, Oh, gosh. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I don't like confrontation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so let's uh, let's look at a, an example. All right, let's say you're at work. Mm-hmm. All right, let's just run with your example, Holly. Let's say you're at work, and the boss comes up to you, kind of looks at your stuff, and goes, "What are you working on? <laughs> How do you take that?" Oh. <laughs> and now we've all had that happen, now, right? This is what bugs me. This is one of what my are you things. working on? <laughs> I'm doing something. I know what I'm doing, and I'm and it's 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 basically one of the few things i'm very confident at doing whatever it could be it could be i don't know cooking or, or whatever and somebody comes up well you're not doing that right or tries to tell me mm-hmm. how to do it and i get oh i hate that that's the worst <laughs> now on the other hand if i don't know how to do something i welcome the the mm-hmm. help and everything you know what i'm saying but mm-hmm. it's, especially when you're parallel parking you love oh, that's all. i feel like you just remember like there's a story oh. here <laughs> you no. you were there. You were probably there when I used to. Yeah, you were there, Holly. Oh, you know, I do. I do there. remember some road rage, but I don't think it had to do <laughs> with other people or other drivers. Oh, another, yeah. <laughs> Dale would Dale would try oh. and parallel park the van because well, there was yes. a time there you were the only one allowed to drive. All right, we're talking about our old yes. morning show where all yeah. three of us were together. Dale was the only one allowed to drive the vehicle for a while because my driving record. <laughs> <clears throat> And, and, uh, and I was too young to rent a and car, only, so they're not going to let me drive a van. So. Right. And you only have parameters. You have these like, cones with other cars, so you only have a good place to start. And it's old car. I, I do. Back. And I'm like, come on. Don't and watch then, me. I do remember he that. He hates it when people watch him <laughs> parallel park. It's oh, hilarious. And then would give him direction. And then, and, oh. Oh, and then hmm. I would do something like what my dad would do. I'd stand next to no, his van I didn't and mind wait. You. And he would come back, but he would be backing up real nice and slow, and I'd smack the side of the van. Oh, oh my God, Dale! Uh, that old codger, if I could have gotten to him. Can you say codger? I don't know if that's the correct term. Well, I, <laughs> What I, does codger mean? Probably not something nice. I mean... I, I can think of worse things for him to say, so let's just okay, let okay. him have that. Okay, <laughs> let's just say it back. Okay, so back yeah. to the thing. Uh, uh, when your boss comes up, 
and says, what are you mm-hmm. working on? I've always taken it as, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be doing this. What this is? What what are you doing? But a survey asks a whole bunch of bosses, employers, and legitimately, when they're asking, "Hey, what are you working on?" It's meant to be, "Hey, how's it going? Is there anything I can do to help you? Is there anything that you need to make your job yeah. better?" But but when it's phrased, "What are you working on?" We get defensive. <laughs> And it's like, what do you mean? What am I working? I'm working on. I'm doing my job. Back off. <laughs> yeah. That's that's one of the things that, that's 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 really interesting. And it's like that's not what he meant. That's not what he wanted to say mm-hmm. or she. Not to be sexist, uh, it, but it, it's how we perceive it. So one of the things that that would help that is to go. <laughs> what are you asking me? <laughs> but then again, you got to be because that can turn into a confrontation too. <laughs> what are you working on? What are you asking? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've had coworkers get because that's that's definitely not me. I'm definitely not on the defensive because I feel like I'm confident because I'm like, if you're asking me what I'm doing, I'm like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I have a gigantic list in front of me. You want to know what I'm doing? Oh, I'm doing this, this and this. And I'm confident what I'm doing because I know this is my job. So I can answer that in a calm way because I'm like. I'll work on this. Is that calm? Well, generally. <laughs> Was that calm? It's sassy. It's, 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 it's sassy. smart sassy. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but it's in a nice way. You're like, oh, here's my list. You know, if you want me to work on something else, go ahead. But by all means, just know that right. this is my list. Right. Well, and there's things that we we generally misunderstand and even history has misunderstood. All right. Are you guys are you guys familiar with the phrase uh, from Karl Marx? And I know we've all read a lot of Karl Marx, mm. haven't we? Is that Richard anyway. Marx, Dad? <laughs> I believe I was so. Some and he was, he was the lesser known Marx <laughs> brother. Okay. We all know yeah. that. Right. There's Harpo and, you know, Karl. Uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> he once said, he once said, religion is the opium of the masses. Now, we all know Karl Marx, socialism, communism, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, and I jumped a lot there in history, say, wow. so that was the extremely abbreviated <laughs> version. But but Karl Marx is generally accepted as the father of what has become uh, modern-day communism, et cetera. And so he said, religion is the opium of the masses. What do you think he meant by that? Ooh. Um... You didn't tell me it's going to be examined today's show. <laughs> How about you tell us what you think, and this, Seth, and then we'll go. <laughs> this will be great. Well, a lot of people have interpreted that religion is the opium of the masses, meaning that only the ignorant, only those that were uh, without means were the ones that relied on religion, that it was foolish mm-hmm. to rely on religion because you – you, God's not real, right? He's invisible, and you can't see him or touch him. But the state, the state will always take care of mm. you, my friend. Mm. Sound familiar? Um, but actually, that is not what he meant. Throughout history, even in my uh, uh, college classes, this was used as an example of how communism, socialism was anti-religion, mm-hmm. anti-God. Mm. But he himself explained that at the time, opium was the only real anesthetic 
that was available mm. and that opium is what was used. It, it wasn't seen as a harmful drug or addictive. It was what you did to bring yourself happiness and mm. to bring yourself mm. peace and to find some rest from your labor and your toil and and the the grueling situation that was your life and what he meant was religion is the opium of the masses meaning it brings peace and joy mm -hmm. that's what he actually meant and so i found that to be just an astonishing example of we can say one mm -hmm. thing and the other person will hear something completely totally yeah in, in this case like history time people mm -hmm. hearing it one way mm -hmm. um and then with the changing of the time and generations and history and things happening people right. hear it completely different because right. obviously just the word opium is a just that simple thing he's right. referring to one thing and we're totally thinking of something else <laughs> so exactly. yeah exactly now let me let me clarify i am in no way <laughs> defending karl marx <laughs> Do I support? Neither do I support socialism and or communism in any form. And that does include democratic socialism. That sucks. I mean, I, I think the background <laughs> that's, of, that's not what of this your, your screen kind of tells us that. So we're, I think we, we get it. Well, the black? Yeah, sure. Is this what you're saying? The mm -hmm. black weaving? Is that what you think just makes it very clear that I'm a, a brass knuckle yeah. capitalist and conservative Christian, sure. that kind of thing? Oh. Okay, well, mm -hmm. I thought that was. I thought that maybe <laughs> like, it was the yeah. shirt. Oh, definitely the shirt. <laughs> Sometimes it is not um, through time that, that things get uh, mistaken. You know, uh, something said and someone takes it another way. Sometimes it could be during a press conference, and I'm not going to refer to yes. the press conference, and, and the people right. take it a different way than what mm -hmm. you think. It's like, where, you this, know. Is, this is happening more and more and more. And this is the thing that. It, it goes back to person A and person B. There are times when an individual comes forward and they, they have to be so meticulous in what they are about to say to a group of individuals because they cannot be brutally honest. If they come out and say exactly what's on their heart, what's exactly on their mind, then the some of the people that hear the message are strategizing, how can I use that against them? Instead of saying, hang on a second, I know that was really hard to hear. I, I know that was crass. I know that was brutal. But let me, for a moment, just try to understand what is it they were actually trying mm -hmm. to say? Instead of strategizing how to bring that person down or strategizing how to uh, use that for your own gain, how about trying to make an attempt of listing of, okay, how can we use this information to make everyone Yeah, but better? I mean, when it comes to politicians, like, that's just not going to happen. Because, I mean, well, uh, you got to think, too, think of it from no. your comparison of earlier, the person, like, person A... You know, that's a friend. That's somebody that you you trusted, that they have a history right. of you being able to trust them as a good person and all the things or whatever it may be. But when it comes to a politician, they good have point. a history of lying and all of the things or they have a history of maybe having some policies or saying some things that you didn't like. If, if they have a history of that, you're mm -hmm. not going to have any kind of confidence in them. So when they come out and say something – 
you know, hard to hear, you're not going to assume the best. You're going to assume the worst because of what you've heard in the past. You know what I mean? And you're not what even going to give, do? You're not gonna, you're not even gonna give yeah. them a listen. Of course not. Made your yeah. mind up. Yeah, after a while. Yeah. yeah, after a while. And to a certain extent, if an individual has come out and lied and lied and lied and manipulated, 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 at some point you're doing yourself a favor sure. by not listening yeah, to them because, anymore. Yeah. And this is where this is where discernment really has to come in. You have to be wise in listening and paying attention to what's going on, not just to the source you know, from the individual speaking, but all of the mm-hmm. sources around them, what's going on. And you have to, you have to yeah. be wise. You have to really, and really be the, on like, your toes. And with social media and all of that, everybody has, has a voice, which can be bad and good oh, yeah. at the same time, because then you have all these different yeah. voices and maybe a politician says one phrase and, you know, 60% of your newsfeed is yeah. saying, oh, well, that was horrible. And 40% is saying it's good, you know. Oh, it's the best. So thing. you're yeah, going to exactly. have to decide and, and that for yourself. Yeah, and so you get part of that is like a, it's like a peer pressure thing. You're going to have to say, well, I'm going to put those voices aside, and some of them made some good mm-hmm. points, and I will take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. But I have to use my wisdom, like you're saying, Seth, to make my own decision mm-hmm. whether it's on side A or side B, or it's something kind of in the middle. Who knows? You know. And I think I think uh, if there's one thing that we can take from this conversation um, is that. In order for us to improve relationships, uh, both just our personal relationships with those that are around us that we care about and love, our business relationships, um, uh, social relationships of all kinds, we have to put forth effort to understand the Mm -hmm. other person. We have to be prepared to set down our defenses. We have to be prepared to set down our preconceived ideas of Mm -hmm. who they are for a variety of reasons. And we must make the effort to listen, to untry as best we can to understand their viewpoint and why is it that they are saying Mm -hmm. what they're saying. Now, the flip side is it is not unreasonable for us to then ask the same from the person yeah. who is speaking. If we're putting a lot of effort into listening and understanding, then when the discourse happens, when the conversation happens, it's not unreasonable for us to expect them to show us the same. And and then, man, things are going to change. Mm-hmm. Things mm-hmm. will happen. Yep. Progress will be made. And that's... Oh, I was just going to say, I think that's why it's important to have that active or whatever, you know, mirroring going on, too, because active. Let's call it active. That sounds great. See, we're meeting in the middle. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We are. (laughs) Uh, But I think that's helpful because you're going to start learning more about P because instead of uh, just assuming what they're saying from the get go, if you ask for some clarification and maybe like repeat back what you're hearing, you might be able to go, oh, that's not what they said. Um, And also, let me clarify, too, when you're repeating it back, if you're doing it in, like, a sarcastic or rude tone, um, just so you know, that's not going to work. I'm doing this with my almost four-year-old now. I'm like, if you talk to people nicely, they're more likely to help you. And if you yell and scream at them, they don't want to help you. You know, I'm just, it's a pretty decent. Very good. Bare bones thing. Yeah. There's a lot to that. There's a lot to that. So in the upcoming episodes of our podcast, we're going to try and find one or two examples of something that somebody has said and it has been misunderstood. 
Now, the easiest, lowest hanging fruit for doing this is, of course, politics. But I don't want to I don't want this to be a political podcast. We're not going to just deal with politics. We're going to talk to a whole bunch of people in a whole bunch of areas about a whole bunch of things. And that's what we're going to focus on. What did they say? Let's try and figure mm-hmm. out what did they mean, and we're gonna we're gonna really work on that. So that is uh, that's what we're gonna be doing. If you've got an example, something that you would like us to to I don't know chew on and, and dissect, send it to us at sethmilamedia at gmail dot com. And uh, if you are just listening to this on a podcast, wherever lovely podcasts are sold, of course, uh, we have a YouTube channel. Somebody asked me the other day, are you a podcast with a YouTube channel or are you a YouTube channel with a podcast? It doesn't really matter now. What's the difference? (laughs) The answer is yes. Yes. But. If you're just listening on a podcast and not watching the video on YouTube, you're going to miss out on the little cartoon animated short that follows this right after you see the ending logo. So don't shut this off. Don't turn it off. There's about a 30-second little cartoon that I think you're going to find quite fun. At least I hope so. All right. So until our next show, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for letting us, uh, I don't know, have a few minutes of your time. Until we get together again, be good to yourself and try your best to understand the other people around you. And you know what? Try and and think of them and as much as you think of yourself. Give it a shot. (laughs) I don't know. I read that in a book somewhere. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you next time. Take care, everybody. See you.